In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. They're not in the home with you anymore. So essentially, you could do whatever you want. You're responsible for whatever you do. Mm -hmm. So you got to test it out. Do the things my parents say, were they true? It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here today with our guest and producer of the show dale culver how you doing man i'm doing excellent i don't know have you been a guest before like before episode <laughs> two or three no not since the very beginning that okay was, that was rough that yeah that was a long time ago you can't find those those episodes have been gloriously pulled down anyway but hey i'm excited to have you on the show today man uh, you are one of our summer blog writers so you know it's a little exhausting writing a thousand word blog every week so i'm taking eight weeks of summer off from doing that i've got a bunch of guys writing for me board members and national team captains uh, you're one of those guys and so i want to talk to you about your blog and you're talking to us about a topic that i think we don't like to address, and it's parenting your children through the stupid years, how to navigate your adult children's bad decisions. And so, you know, we try to put out there, hey, we have these perfect lives, we have these perfect kids, look at our social media. I mean, I look on social media with all these guys doing men's stuff, and you think everything's perfect, but I know it's not because I know the guys, and I especially know it's not during the stupid years. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about what those stupid years Meet what we mean by stupid years, but how do we, you know, it's easy to love our kids when they're in the home, but when they leave the home and they're making decisions on their own, that's a whole nother ball game. In fact, John Eldridge, we had him on our podcast a couple years back, and he said it's more difficult to raise his adult children than it was to raise them while they're in the home. And so I think there's a lot to that. So we want to focus today on the raising uh, your adult children and what that means. So so before I, I got to bring you, I got to read your bio, Dale, because you're uh, a show guest. So this is a bio you sent Make me. Make me look good. Dale, well, you were, I'm reading what you wrote, man. So Dale Culver's operations manager and podcast producer for Man in the Arena. He's also worked for me. Uh, he also worked with me for eight years. He was the middle school pastor when I was the youth pastor. And uh, we had a great run uh, of ministry there. And he left and went to become a gold miner for a couple... Well, actually, you took over the ministry for about a year and a half, left ministry altogether went and became a gold miner for about a year and a half, came back, and I hired you in 2015. 
Yeah, I was when I was doing gold mining. I was also doing youth ministry over there. Okay, okay, okay. When did I hire you? Fifteen or sixteen? I think fifteen. Fifteen. Or, okay, no, so you've 16. been so you've been working with me it's forever s- for seven years now. Yeah, seven. Okay. Uh, so anyway, he lives in McMinnville with his beautiful wife Heather. Uh, they've been married twenty six years. They have three adult daughters and one adopted son who is now eight years old. So welcome to the show, man. Yeah, <laughs> that feels so weird. Yeah. Hey, d- hey, why don't you do this? Because we hear your voice on the show, but tell us about you. Let these guys give them a give them a thirty thousand foot view of your life, your history. What makes you tick? Yeah, so I was raised uh, Seventh-day Adventist, mom and dad um, in the home, senior skip day. My dad left. Um, he moved. Wait, say that again? Senior skip day? On-, on senior skip day, my dad left and went and moved to the coast. Him and my mom, he said, I can't live here anymore. I got to live on the ocean. So he moved to Coos Bay. With your mom or did they divorce? No, he left. He packed up the camp trailer and he went. Um and he was thinking that my mom, once I graduated, she was going to follow, was his thought. Um, so, so, but we were raised Seventh-day Adventists, and then my folks started going to Assemblies of God Church, and at the time, they forced us to go... Hold through. on, stop, I'm, I'm confused. So, your dad left your mom on your senior so senior skip, year, yeah. but then you just threw your mom and dad back into the picture. So, they got divorced. Yes, they did get and divorced. And then, did they get remarried? Later, later on. So they remarried. Okay. They they did later, later on remarry after my dad had gotten remarried. Then they split up. And then oh, they gosh. got remarried. He started dating my mom. My mom almost got remarried. So your dad's been to somebody four else. wedding ceremonies? Yes. Okay. Well, three, that, three, well four, no, your mom yeah. twice. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. So, anyways, um, so I've been to a few different churches, um, and uh, I was very rebellious in those younger years. Um, partied a lot, but when I moved to McMinnville, I started a photography business here. Um, I ended up falling in love with Jesus. He totally messed me up. So I started hanging out at the church more and, and then Jim ultimately hired me, brought me on and I moved my business home. So, um, we've been raising three kids and we've, we've raised our kids while I was a youth pastor. Um, anytime we went to camps or anything like that, I took my kids with me. Uh, they got to hang out with dad. They got the best of the camp because they got to do things and see things that the kids couldn't. But then when they got older, they became campers. So they got to experience all that stuff. They got to experience every missions trip. I mean, everything we took them on trips. They, they reaped the benefits of dad and mom doing ministry. Well, they had a great church experience. They did. They were at the church Whenever the doors were open, they were there because they wanted to be. Yeah, they. I'm going with Dad. They would leave yeah. early with me. Totally. Um, and so we we did that. We did a lot of family trips. Um, so we were pretty close. And uh, so so that closeness carried into their. Uh, they're all young young adults, right? Right. Haley is how old? Twenty five. How old is she now? Yes. So 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 one of the things you did to keep your family closer, and you actually have some kind of bonus kids also, and you've got the boyfriends that you've kind of brought in. But you did tell us about these Sunday family dinners. Yeah, we have Sunday family dinners where we everybody gets together at our house. Um, we haven't had one in a few months, but... Um, but you were doing them every... Uh, we you, were doing them every uh, single Sunday. Okay, I want, to be, I want our listeners to understand that maybe you haven't done them for a couple months, but you were doing them every week for years. Yes. Okay. And it was um, all my girls... And they would also bring over, if they had a boyfriend, they would come over. 
uh, which my girls <laughs> they really only had one boyfriend. Yeah, each. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then there's the bonus daughter with her boyfriend, and so we packed the house, uh, and we would always do highs and lows afterwards, and just share what's going on in our lives and encourage one another and all that good stuff. So there's one family dinner that you'll never forget. And uh, you told me it was like a punch in the gut. So you want to tell us about that family dinner? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we So we were at our bonus daughter's house, and uh, she lives probably about 20, 30 miles away now, and uh, or at the time. And so we went to her house, and we were getting ready to leave. We're all just, you know, it's a different place, different time. You're thinking, all right, we're out of here. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. And they said, wait, wait, wait. And everybody knew what was coming, and except for mom and I. And they said, we got to share highs and lows. And we were like, all right, all right, let's get this done so we can get out of here. We got to get home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went around the room, and the last one was our oldest daughter. And um, she shared that a person at work had asked her out to be her girlfriend. And she said yes, and she's so happy. And her girlfriend would have been like, this was a female asking her out. And we literally like... I I had every eyeball in the room staring at dad. Mm -hmm. What is dad going to do? What is dad going to say? How is he going to react? And I've learned in doing youth ministry for so many years, I've been told everything (laughs) under the the sun. Yeah. And and working with men, I've had everything told to me that you can imagine. And I just, I had my pastor face on and I did not react. And I just exhibited love. Mm-hmm. And inside, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And we got in the car and we started praying for our daughter. And so, I mean, what what can you do, you know? So, and we, my wife had known in advance that something wasn't right. God speaks to women sometimes <laughs> so clearly. Yeah, she knew something was coming. She saw a vision of the enemy trying to take her and destroy her. I actually her. remembered that. I remember yeah. that. That was months before. Yeah. yeah, and that day that she told us that, my wife saw the, this dark shadow come out and grab our daughter and pull her and take her and sneered at my wife. And so um, we just see that this is a that that was an attack from the enemy, but we have to overcome and be mm-hmm. Christ in this. And we've talked about this uh, topic in our Ask Me Anything series. So if guys want to go back and listen to that, where we address uh, if you have a child that's has same-sex attraction. But we're not going to go there because this episode's not about that. This episode has to do with any one of our children when they do stupid things. Like when my oldest son came home one day and said, Dad, congratulations, you have a nine-month-old daughter. He had found out he had parented this, fathered this child that he didn't know about. And uh, that was a Loving your kids through the stupid years, right? Right. Over and over again, we see these things. So your story happens to be a daughter who uh, fell in love with another female. And your daughter, to this day, does not claim to be a lesbian. She just she likes men and women, but she happened to fall in I love with this woman. I think she likes love and attention yeah, well, and affirmation. Anyway, well, I, we all do, but yeah, okay. Yeah. So so this this relationship blossoms so to speak into a marriage yeah so we were told that there is a marriage coming a wedding coming up and we were just like are you sure i mean this is so quickly and and like you know there's a age gap and i mean that's another whole stupid factor right yeah there's a huge age gap there's same sex and they're gonna get married like almost immediately not having jobs not uh having a place of your own you know just all kinds of stuff that as a parent i mean if this was a dude you'd still be like i don't think this is a good idea No, this is just a dumb idea yeah 
So, yes, there was a, we're told about a wedding, and um, I actually, we were on a vacation trip, and I got a phone call from from her, and she was asked, I knew this was going to come. Yeah, yeah. And the question was, hey, Dad, so, you know, wedding's coming up. Um, you know, since I was a little girl, I've been dreaming of this time, and I'm like, yeah, me too. Like when I, I found, mean, well, you like, were you you were a Christian through the whole Stephen Curtis Chapman butterfly kisses songs and envisioning. Actually, I was not, but I did shoot a lot of weddings that I heard you know, that song. About, so you're like, envisioning, oh, oh yeah, dancing with your daughters yeah. on the. When I the found out dance. my wife was pregnant, I'm listening to that song in my mini truck, my mini Toyota truck lowered, <laughs> and I'm driving to work and I'm crying because I'm thinking there's going to come a day I'm going to walk my daughter down the aisle. Right? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, so she asked me, "Hey, Dad, can you, um, you know, will you dance? I want to do the father-daughter dance with me, and will you walk me down the aisle?" And I said, "You know what, honey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pray about this. You know, yeah. you know, I love you more than anything in this world, and um, and I would, I'm always here for you. I want you to know that. But let me pray about this. So I, I did. I dived in, reading, praying. I had people, Christians, tell me, "You're not going to be a piece of crap, Father. You're walking your daughter down the aisle. I, I'm." I had many people telling me, you are going to do this, and you know you're going to do, do the right thing. I read the Bible. I prayed. I got godly counsel. And then ultimately, it's up to me as a leader of mm-hmm. my family. And um, I came to the conclusion that I cannot hand, hand my mantle of leadership over to a female to lead my daughter yeah. uh, and to lead her closer to Jesus. And so I said, I had to tell her, I said, honey, I love you. I want you to hear me on this. I love you more than anything. I cannot walk you down the aisle and hand you over to a female. I See, just and this can't. is this is where I think you stayed true to the Bible, and these voices that were telling you you're going to do the right thing, don't be a piece of crap, are, are ignorant Christians who don't know the Bible. And there's a lot of them out there don't know the Bible, and they don't understand the significance of marriage and passing this mantle over. And what you're saying is, in Scripture, I'm the Father is handing this mantle of leadership over, and you're not going to do it. Yeah. You're not going to acknowledge that. So that's a hard thing. I know, I remember you wrestled with that. Yeah. And so, But you did do something as a compromise. Yeah, and I said, but you know what? I'll dance with you anytime, and I'd be, more than, I'd be honored to dance with you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, cool. I'm excited about that, and I understand, Dad. And so um, we had a good conversation. The wedding day came, and um, uh, getting ready to do the dance, and I'm just kind of a mess, you know, like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. (laughs) I've been waiting for this day to be over, essentially. Oh, totally. And um, so my wife said, hey, wait, before you go over there to dance with her, when the song gets to the end, you're going to invite her wife over. And you're gonna dance with her as well, with the two of you, or the th- yeah, the three of you total. And I looked at her and I said, "Nope, not doing it." And she said, "You know you're gonna do it. You're gonna love your daughter and you're gonna love her because she doesn't have a daddy." Mm-hmm. And I said, "You can shut up right now." And I'm walking away and I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And she goes, "Listen to your heart." <laughs> oh man. And so I I walked away and I looked at her and said, "Nope, not doing it." Yeah. So we get to the end of the song and I look over. And uh, she's she's sitting there by herself, looking down, just kind of sad and everything. And I said, "Hey, why don't you call her over here?" And she was like, "Why?" I go, "Just call her over here before I change my mind." Yeah. And so <laughs> she she waved her over, and um, I put my my arm around both of them, and I started dancing with them. And she started 
a tear came down her eyes. She goes, it's like my dad is here. And I realized that here is a broken individual. Totally. Who just needs loved. Yeah. And so I dance with them. They've, they come over quite a bit. We've actually paid them to do some yard work stuff for us, and we hang out with them. Um, and uh, her, she did some other stupid things uh, with a car deal, and I bailed her out, and I went to the junkyard, and I got parts, and I fixed her car. You know, yeah. I, I, there was another situation that was bad, and she got to stay with us for a little while. And so, you know. The writing's already on the wall. I right? love you, but I don't agree with you. That's the key phrase, right? And that's the key phrase when our kids, no matter what it is, are doing stupid things. Right. I, and this is what I wish more Christian men would understand. You can love and not agree with. You can love and stay true to the Bible. And so um, what is it? So when, you, so when you, in your blog, you write about these, this thing called the stupid years. Can you define that for us? Yeah. I mean, I, I went through them as well. It's like once your parents... Uh, they're 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 not in the home with you anymore. So essentially, you could do whatever you want. You're responsible for whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So you got to test it out. Do the things my parents say were they true? Is it really going to hurt me? So you do a lot of dumb stuff, and uh, so we sit back and you're like, oh my gosh, are you really doing that right now? You really think that's a good idea? But you 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 can't do anything about it. You can't. I mean, you can say all you want. My wife will. <laughs> she will let her. She will lecture and all that stuff. But I'm like, those are those words are falling on deaf ears. Yeah. Unless they say, um, "I want your advice in this." So situation. that's so that's what I'm hearing. you what I'm hearing you say now is, when our kids are in the stupid years, they're actively, consciously rebelling against what we've taught them. They aren't asking us for advice, so we probably shouldn't give it. But we should wait until they do ask for advice or wait for those moments where we can help coach them and they want it. They will are willing yeah. to receive it. When I hear the complaining, I like I, I literally heard this. I don't know what I did wrong. I feel like God is punishing me, but I don't know what I did wrong. And I'm I say, so is this a question? Are you asking me yes. to yes. impart what I think? Or are you just making a statement? And wait on that. Because I know Oh, absolutely. I know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in, I got thrown in jail for drunken driving. I think God is mad at me. Well, no, you're just an idiot. Right yeah, now. You're being an idiot. You were and drinking and driving. You were drinking and driving. Not that and that so, happened to any of mine, but... No, yeah. I, no I didn't, but yeah, mine in, either, but I'm just yeah, saying. In general. I, this is something that I've seen happen many yeah. times. So you in your blog, you said this, Dale. You said, dads, we have a responsibility to raise our children in the knowledge of the Lord. It is up to you to teach them. Then when they grow up and move out, our world changes. We are more like advisors. When we are invited in, we can give wisdom. If we lecture them, they will not receive it. Pray for them, engage with them, and most of all, love them. So what does it mean? What does it look like for a guy, a father, to be engaged with his adult children? I mean, what would you say? Yeah, let's let's just stop there. What would you say to a guy's, what does it look like to be engaged with your adult children? Well, still having those those dinners where you have your home open to do stuff like, you know, coming over Sunday afternoon. We're gonna we're gonna be doing this thing. You're all invited. Um, when I book times for us to take the RV and can't go camping, you can have bring a tent and throw it on the site too. So my wife will say, "Hey kids, 
we're going camping. If you want to join us, we're going to be here. We'd love to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do. So inviting them into your world and allowing them to choose whether they're going to do it or not. I think we did a podcast with one of our uh, with Mike Goings, and he talked about having things available to do with your kids. And if they come, they come. Great. If they can't, that's okay. I'm not mad at you. I understand life is busy. Mm-hmm. So we just serve it up. This is what we got going. And I'd love to hang out with you. You're doing the same thing with your boys with shooting. We do that with shooting, cutting up meat, <laughs> hunting. Yeah. And we're doing that. What we're learning, though, is we need to do something, stuff like that that includes their significant others. So how do we pull, like we did a, we did a big family 4th of July thing. On Father's Day, we did a trap shooting competition. You know, what are some things we can do? Uh, my stepfather, and I didn't realize the genius of this back then, but he had every Christmas Eve, we had a golf tournament. The guys all had golf tournament. We did a golf tournament. None of us knew how to golf. Right. Well, I see and it didn't matter. The difference between that and, and what others might say, well, my kids never come and see me or anything. Well, are you just like, you got the curtains drawn, the house is dark, you're just sitting on the couch and, and doing nothing? Or are you going to try to engage with them? Like, be creative. And listen to what they're saying. My kids are saying to me recently, Dad, it's always, I mean, I love to barbecue. I just bought a $5,000 tow behind Santa Maria style barbecue pit. The the grill is eighty three inches long by forty. But you I mean, didn't pay five thousand. I it. paid a thousand dollars for it. I actually I bought it for a gun. I sold a gun and bought it. Yeah, this thing is glorious. But my and and nobody barbecues this way in Oregon. So it's a really unique way of barbecuing. But my kids have that's what they've lived with, and so they're saying, Dad, we have these barbecues at your house. It's like the same thing every time. And I realize my kids are getting bored with just coming up because they've got to commute. They've got to drive an hour to get yeah, to me now. Exactly. So now I need to get up my game a little bit. What can I do to pull them up? And like one of the things we have a second house that's down by one of the best whitewater rafting places, in the state have a whitewater. Hey guys, we're going to go whitewater rafting. If you guys show up, we're going to pay for it and try to find ways to pull them in. Not because we want to enable them by paying for this thing. It's not about that. Essentially, we're saying your presence is so important. We're going to buy the shotgun shells. We're going to buy the raft spot on the raft. We're going to go buy uh, the the green fees. We're going to go buy the campsite fee. We're going to buy that because you're worth that to us. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. And yeah. so even during the stupid years. Yeah. Or especially. Yeah. And, and I think they'll come out on the other end at some point, and, and I did. My dad, I mean, I was, I was partying all the time. Even when I was in the community as a leader in our community, you know, I got kegs of beer donated, and I partied a lot. And so when I changed and I came to Christ, people are like, who is this guy? But it took a while, and now my dad looks back on, man, I, I prayed for years for you, and, and I'm like, yeah. Now I'm praying for you, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, he's doing good. No, my I'm dad's in teasing. my small group. And I know, it's I'm been just awesome. teasing. But I mean, but it does, our roles do change, right? Yeah. Because, because there's always somebody going through the stupid years. It could be your parent. It could yeah. be your best friend. It, it could be your wife. It could be a lot of things. So so you, you had a friend tell you one time that you are the closest thing to Jesus your kids will ever see. So what what does that look like to you? When, when that, that statement, you are the closest thing to Jesus, that your kids will ever see. Can you explain that in the context of being your kids when they're being stupid? Yeah, I mean... And hold on, let me let me say something here, because I know I'm going to get somebody... Our following, everything I say gets kind of... Misconstrued. Deconstructed and yeah, misconstrued, so i got to be... Which is good, it's good. So what I mean by stupid, I'm not saying your kids are stupid. I'm saying 
when they make stupid choices. So when yeah. we say loving your kids through the stupid years, we don't, that doesn't mean that from 18 to 25 they just become stupid. We just are saying this it, this the season where they're growing and understanding what it looks like to be independent. Right. They do a lot of stupid things in that process, and just like you did, out. and just like I did. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure it out. And so during that season, we can either push them away from God or pull them cl- in a weird way, pull them closer. Right. Even though they're living poorly. So can you unpack what that means to be Jesus to your kids during the stupid years? Yeah, I think one of the main things is is that you never stop praying for them. Um, and mm. let them know it that you're praying for them. Yep. Um, and if th- that even means, I, I think it's even bolder and better if you stop. And and my wife is so good at this. Pray for them while they're there before they leave. If they're going through conflict, don't tell them you'll be praying for them. Pray for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge one. Share what God's been speaking to you in the Bible. Um, just be an example. We we. We did this uh, in our meeting last night with the, the men in the arena, being a teacher, uh, our, our, our gathering that we do here locally, uh, talking about being a teacher. And so that living that example of being Christ-like, so even-tempered and uh, just being kind and caring. And you know those people in your life that you see, mm-hmm. you're like, man, they are so calm and caring, and le- I just want to be around that person. Well, be that person to your kids. Mm-hmm. And, and how would Jesus respond to them? Um, would he be whipping them and flipping tables on them, or would he be loving them and saying, "Hey, go and sin no more," you know, mm-hmm. uh, and try to m- help them and walk them through that? And so, yeah, I had a pastor one time tell me something very good. He said, "Don't react to other people's reactions." Right. And so, when somebody does something stupid, don't react stupidly to that, but but think about that, pray about that. Uh, I, I know that I, when James came to my house and said, "You are congratulations," he tried to spin it right. Right. Congratulations. He was a campaign manager. Oh so yeah. He was a. Okay. Congratulations. Well, hold Dad. on. Back it up here. <laughs> You're congratulations, Dad. You're a grandpa. And I said, "Hey, listen. Um, I need you to go because you just hit me with a ton of bricks. And let me process this, and I'll call you back." And yeah. So I did. So I didn't react, but everything in me wanted to react. But 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 yeah, saying, hey. I got the other end of that when you called me. And yeah, I got to feel what was in your heart. Yeah, so it's it's brutal, mm-hmm. and so I got that from same thing with you with uh, your <laughs> situation. So this is important. So because how we respond to our adult children when they do stupid things is going to impact our relationship with them down the road. Yeah, are you going to react and freak out on them, or we, this could be twenty years down the road? Are you going to push them away? You yeah. can't come here anymore. But it's not saying I agree with you. It's saying no. the relationship with you is more important. You pull them in closer. It's it's important. Yeah, you pull them in closer. So anyway, well, this is really good stuff, guys. Make sure you uh, uh, this this will come out in late July. Uh, the blog. So make sure you read that. We call the blog our equipping blast. It has our podcast links. It has uh, a, a video, uh, an equipping video. It has a lot of cool things. And and uh, if you have, you don't if you don't get that. You can go to our website, and you can subscribe to that. Uh, also, head on over to the website, pick up a copy of my book, tell them it's free, uh, tell them what great fathers tell their sons and daughters, and then also join the program. Dale alluded to the team he leads, which is shutting down for the summer. They're going to kick it up again in the fall, but we're going to have uh, a lot of virtual teams kicking up, guys, in the fall. Make sure you join that program button. We will get you connected. And so until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. 
Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.